Greenland, bro. Have Greenland. you watched that movie yet? Uh-uh. Greenland is a movie about an asteroid or a comet that hits planet Earth and is an extinction level event. And it fucked with me, bro. So today was the first day, first time I ever got a haircut where I didn't have to redo my hair after getting the haircut after he styles it. Does that happen to you where a guy styles it and you have to go redo it? Oh uh, yeah, this new barber. I love the way he cuts my hair, but really? just I, I prefer he not style it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that way too. Actually at that same place, I had a barber and he left and I was continually going to this guy, but he would always do this weird part and comb over thing and it made me just look like a fucking clown. And, uh, and, and so I would always undo it as soon as I got home. Well, he ended up leaving cause he texted me and he goes, yo, I'm starting my own operation. You can come or you can stay. It's all good, whatever. <laughs> and I, I just was like, eh. So then the, the old barbershop that he was no longer working at just scheduled me for a time anyways with the new guy. And I was like, I'll check out the new guy. And the new guy, I, I felt like he was the young guy. I felt like he was new. I think in retrospect, he just looked young because he was like a redhead ginger and that sometimes their eyes without the with the face mask or whatever it just look they look younger right yeah. and so i was like iffy about this guy anyways gives me a haircut takes an hour and a half to cut my hair but man does it perfect and while we were sitting there i was thinking to myself i just had like they were playing some like some like 1950s music and i was like this this is like vibes right now and it was like really just chilling and i remember the scene from that movie soul which is such a great fucking film. Uh, and the, in the movie Soul, the guy's sitting at the barbershop and he's appreciating just like the present moment in life. So he starts shooting the shit with the barber and they're just talking about uh, anything and everything. And like the whole fucking barbershop is like revolving around him and he's just like the guy at the center of the conversation. And I was like, huh, I'm already in a good mood. Let me channel my soul vibes right now. And so the, <laughs> and so the barber, he it's like just straight silence. And he nobody else is in the barbershop talking because I'm the only one getting a haircut. And there's five barbers in there and they're all just on their phones chilling. And this guy's cutting my hair. And he he suddenly goes, So you got a busy day? And I was just like, well, let me tell you about my day. And so I told him I had to wake up for at 8 30 a.m. And then I had this barber uh appointment and then i had like to write these two newsletters and then i'm filming a podcast and he goes oh you really do have a busy day what what do you do on your podcast what do you guys talk about and i was like anything and everything man literally anything and then i told him about the last podcast guest we had the lead the number one investigator uh wait how do you say this she's the lead of like the arizona mufon anyways they're ufo investigators they do alien shit so uh I was telling him about it. He goes, oh, that's cool. And then we start talking about aliens and I can talk about aliens for days. And then we we're talking about aliens. And then the barber over here joins in on the conversation. And I realized that I re literally channeled that soul moment when this guy, the only other person to come in to get a haircut walks in. And he's like a very obese man. Uh, that is irrelevant to the story, but he's just not, he was not there. He walked in and the barber who joined in on the conversation was so into what I was saying that when the guy walked in and 
he's like trying to say, hey, what's up to the barber that was going to cut his hair. The barber doesn't break eye contact with me. And he literally does this. And then continues listening to my story. And I was like, damn, he was really into what I was saying. What were you guys um, talking about? Just like. We were talking the, about, uh, you know, the basically what the UFO MUFON group does. And then I said something that I heard about this radio broadcast uh, that happened in the 1970s where they were people were watching TV and I forget where it was, but the audio was interrupted uh, of the of the television station like someone was hacking into the audio connection and like it, the video was still going but it was like a little glitchy and whatnot well anyways this happened in the 1970s and what's been cool is like in recent times if you turn on an old school radio sometimes you'll hear hear frequencies or like radio waves that are just still bouncing around from the 1930s so you'll hear radio broadcasts from like the 1930s well anyways this had just been a story about like a hypothetical time that the audio was like hacked in the 1970s and it claimed to be some like intergalactic uh federation and they we need to change our ways as a human race and things like that well anyways they caught it they caught like the recording of it on like radio today because it's still bouncing around mm. and i was seeing this on this documentary and they played the actual recording of what it was and this guy literally just like kind of hacked the audio and it was like my name is really un I'm coming to you from the Intergalactic Federation. And he's basically just giving humanity advice, telling us we need to change our ways as we go into the age of Aquarius um, and stop doing harm. And we'll see how technology is doing us harm as we go into the age of Aquarius. That's what he was saying. Keep in mind, this was happening in the 70s and people were just like, what the fuck? Is this hap like what is happening right now? And they people just kind of overlooked it. Well, it's kind of crazy that in 2020, is the year that the constellations of the earth we literally entered as a planet the age of aquarius that's what scott walter was saying yeah i was about to say that's what he was mentioning in his podcast and what's even crazier is did you see trump got banned oh what trump got banned like he officially got banned and suspended off twitter and facebook i think i did see that what happened so i so essentially their their take on it is the reason that they banned him is because they just want to prevent any fear or incitement of further violence from occurring. Mm. So it's it's essentially to protect. Did you see the clip? Uh, someone was putting it on Instagram and it was going around of police and people letting the people coming through the barricade and basically inciting the riot, allowing it to happen. They were all behind a barricade. Did you see that clip? No, I didn't see that. I don't know. It's obviously legit. It happened. But I don't know kind of the context, but basically they had a barricade, the little the little barrier that you're not supposed to go past in front of the Capitol building. And there was a policeman who kind of just like pushed it aside and said, all right, come on, let's go. Come on. And it was crazy. It was an inside job. That, was an inside job. That's insane. <laughs> do, do you think because there's the, the conspiracy going around of uh, I, I really don't think it was, but uh, essentially uh, Antifa or the. BLM like there were like undercover Trump supporters that you know kind of stormed it in mm. well it's interesting and in, in a conspiracy sense I really don't think that I just feel like it was bound to happen with that many people there what it was like half a million I I, I know was nothing like, about the story it, so it, you're there educating was like, me so there there was like a bunch of you know Trump supporters there and I feel like of course like the one percent is just like at the BLM riots right or a protest right there there was riots that I'm I'm sure only the one percent caused and it made it blow up Mm. so yeah i mean that's that's all 
what that's crazy. What did they do when they got into the Capitol building? I just I heard that people stormed it, but I didn't know Some, what the fuck I happened. I mean, that's that's where it's just like most of these guys they didn't know what they were doing other than they were just inside just kind of some some were just you know smoking smoking a joint in there. Just kind of really? yeah, just like, "Hey, I made it in." Yeah, the they fuck? sat on her desk. They uh Why? Pelosi's. <laughs> just that's, what's the point of this? That's that's like what the I guess the big question is it's just like why? What what's the purpose? Is this all because Trump didn't win the trials or whatever? The Did yeah. they ever go to trial for the election? I basically stopped watching the news cuz yeah. I was so burnt out after the election. Uh yeah, so the 6 was I think officially Biden won. Okay. Right, the yeah. inauguration. So why are the, what happened recently? Was it? I know it had something to do with Georgia, right? Oh yeah, they. Uh, it's not packing. It's not packing the courts, is it? No, I don't think so. But essentially, they chose the Demo- the Democratic the Democrats. Okay, won that race. And is that why people I think, were storming the Capitol building? I think yeah, it was a lot of just like um, it was an emotional response to everything. You know, them feeling cheated, them feeling like. It's it's the end of the world in their eyes because there's so much, you know, evidence that was just dismissed mm. by the court. So just like, nah, it didn't happen. It's not real. And yeah. now if you try to just like, you know, share a video or, or anything, even on YouTube, they say no, because the court's already dismissed the case. Yeah. Like they'll just say it's it's fake news. What's your take? Do you think that there was uh, a lot of evidence that was dismissed or do you feel like Trump was just kind of not? being a good loser basically uh personally a little bit of both but i definitely think there was a lot of things that were uh questionable like the uh, when i first read it it was talking about the the voting machines i'm not very educated on that but from what i was reading and understood it's like that people were able to hack into it and it, it took like max two minutes of just someone physically being there hacking the machines and it would turn a trump vote to a biden vote and there would be like no you know if it's connected to, once it's connected to Wi-Fi, that's when it's like the the vote can turn just like that without a trace. And it's it's I think it was the the voting machine is called the Dominion, and it has been, uh, you know, people who live in those I I want to say socialistic like leaders, and it's been proven that in the in past races, not presidential ones here in the U.S., but in other countries, it has tampered with elections. So I think it's just like from a you know from a. I guess, um, third party perspective of just saying like, well, I mean, why not look further into these, into these, uh, accusations, right? Cause I feel like there was solid evidence and with all these people speaking up about it, you know, and giving their testimonial and being sworn in, I, I just think it's like, why just dismiss it like that? Especially when, when tensions are high. Yeah. It's crazy. I, why do you think, I mean, I feel like every person who loses a presidential election is going to claim, try to claim something to try to win yeah. back the race. But it also seems like Trump has made so many enemies to where he's basically getting shut out. Even if there was evidence from basically what you told me, it seems like nobody's going to look at the evidence anyways, because most people just want, at least at that level, want Trump out, you know? Yeah. Which is crazy. But um, yeah, why this whole storming shit I was telling the the people at the barbershop, I feel like I feel like they started releasing the UFO files because they're just trying to distract us all from like all the the shit going on with the government and stuff. Um, because man, recently all the fucking stuff about like the COVID bill. Did you see what happened there? Uh, with the alien, in regards to the aliens, of yeah, them 
confirming that they're going to release more info, right? Or it almost seems like an ultimatum. Like Trump passed the bill and he got it passed, but at the last second they added in the little comment or like it, I just imagine someone added a, a comment on a Google Doc that was attached to the fucking thing <laughs> and it's like it's on the thing. Now you got to do it and it like gives them an ultimatum like you better come out with what you know about aliens, a fully detailed report in the next 180 days. Go. And was it it is it like a full detailed report or is it just kind of like this speculate where they uh, took old videos and just confirmed that they're unidentified objects not of this earth from what I could tell it seemed like what they want is a detailed report and their analysis of everything they know um, mm. now the question is will they release it to the public that's that's a good question I doubt that a lot of it will get released I bet the juicy shit will get like obviously stay Watered a secret down. Um, yeah, because I feel like once people on the inside of the government know, maybe they'll go, okay, maybe we should keep some of this a secret. Like, I can see from their side. So I just, I don't know if I should get my hopes up as a person on the outside looking in because I don't know what they're going to release, you know? Just make connections on the inside. Wait, what did I do? I pressed the wrong button. What happened? I hit audio. What? I hit the audio button. Okay. Oh, no, you're fine. Yeah, you're you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? What what were we talking about? What were we saying? Uh, the aliens, how they were gonna, you know, put it in a document, but they're not. Once the insiders know what's really going on, they're gonna keep a lot of it from the public. Yeah, as they're kind of already doing now. Honestly, I feel like the only satisfying evidence that I would find satisfactory, because that's what I mean by satisfying evidence, is uh, if they had a picture of a president shaking hands with a gray alien in front of a flying saucer. And then video of it zipping off. I want all of those in one cohesive fucking piece of evidence. And it better come in Microsoft Paint format. And then I want a live streamed press conference with an alien in attendance. Live stream. Yeah. But then, I don't know. I mean, how would you know? Like, I don't want them to be able to CGI that shit in. I want a real fucking alien. I want tangible evidence, right? Even if I saw a UFO, I can't be 100% sure that it wasn't government or something that but I can't even explain. if you saw it on video, would you still be, would you still have like that 1% of doubt if it was live stream? Oh yeah. Like, I mean, I guess technically that would be the closest that I could possibly get to me meeting this thing in person. Maybe I want it being live streamed, not only like a, a live television feed, but I want people there streaming it multiple on their Instagrams sources. and stuff. Yeah. I want it from multiple angles. I want this thing fucking verified that's what i want um but apparently it, it the, could happen i mean don't i isn't there some technology that like could make replicas of like dead people like tupac wasn't there a thing like where um there oh, was a, a whole little hologram yeah that's a hologram it. what if it's just a hologram people don't know about it a high-tech hologram okay so what you're saying is the only way you would believe is if you physically shook hands with one yourself 100 percent Okay. What if shaking hands with it gives you like cancer because they're radioactive? Ooh. Then I mean I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> I just I fucked up. Well, that's what the people from uh you the know Tra oh, no. Travis's, yeah. yeah. The guy got like skin cancer on the side of his arm that was facing the outside of the truck where the, the UFO was. But anyways, like this is common between like if you look at a lot of the 
cases where people claim to have been abducted or claim to have been really close to one. Um, there's traces of radioactivity and there's also uh, signs of radioactive poisoning within these people's bodies as symptoms after the fact. Um, so I'm, I almost wonder if I would want to be near one. I would love to be near one, but I don't want to get radioactive decay in True. me. You know yeah, what I'm no, saying? I take that back. I don't want to shake hands because then it's what if an attack on Mars happens? You just get zapped. And you just become a skeleton. Dude, have you seen Mars Attacks? The movie? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> just Kate is one of those people who has not seen a lot of classic movies. You would be very surprised. But she's also seen a lot of movies. But it's like, why you never watch the classics? She's never seen Mars Attacks. Yes, uh, I have. You have? Yes. They're big gray aliens. Uh -huh. they look a little they're not gray. They're green. Well, they're colorful. They're green. They got the big old head with the brain. They exposed like right? slime green from like yeah. Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, the slime green. Anyways, that movie scarred me as a kid. I remember my dad and I were driving around. I was like this little four-year-old, five-year-old kid. And he was like, yo, you want to go to the movies today? And I was like, I don't have anything else to do. I'm four. And so we went to the movie theater. It was Mars Attacks. I was scared shitless. But for some reason, my dad liked it. And I liked hanging out with my dad. So I think we saw the movie like four or five times that year. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've seen it. I've seen my Mars Attacks, my fair share of Mars Attacks. And shit scared me. And it scarred me. And I would hope that does not happen if that's how, you know, yeah, aliens I mean, happen. I bet. How old were you? I had been like five to seven years old. Oh, yeah. No, I saw it when I was like older, like 18. Mm. So, so I just found it like a fun film to watch. Yeah. You know, but it's I definitely, definitely a fun film. It's just I, I'm assuming it would have the same kind of impact as signs did when I was younger of just seeing that chupacabra creature just fucking. That one also scarred. Yeah. Me. I went to that movie by myself. Can you believe that? <laughs> when I was like 13 years old. Damn. Yeah, I, I went on a Friday night by myself because that's what you could do in the 90s and early 2000s. It was early 2000s. And my parents, my mom would just drop me off at the movie theater. And I was like, all right, going to the movies. I feel like these days kids get abducted at the malls and shit. You oh, know? 100%. There's just that one creepy guy yeah. scoping out. Dude, uh, I mean... That's a whole other topic, but uh, yeah, I walked into the signs by myself, and it's a packed movie theater. There's only one open seat, and I got it, and I was just a fucking random kid just sitting there by himself, scared shitless, watching signs. <laughs> Did you know that's the reason why Kate has a huge phobia of aliens? Really? Which is really ironic that she's dating me, and I'm like obsessed with UFOs and aliens. aliens. <laughs> yeah. Maybe because you are an alien yourself. I, sometimes I wonder if people judge me in ways that affect my other business because I talk about aliens and UFOs and it's like a subconscious fear. But then I realize like Clark is really into business and he has a side business and he also talks about aliens and UFOs. And he told me, he was like, we just need our time to like tune out. We work all day. We're working on the business. We're grinding. But then we, when we want to take our minds off of it, we have, we have another pursuit that's like completely different. And so he, he, he believes that it's a psychological thing. Why guys like me and him who are into entrepreneurship and business are like super also drawn to this specific rabbit hole. You know what Interesting. I'm saying? Yeah. I also kind of see it as a step into like you building your personal or further creating like that personal brand versus your business, which mm. is, you know, raw dating advice. Well, here's the thing. I don't want to be known as the alien guy. <laughs> I just feel like it's a relevant topic today because so, like every couple months, something's coming out about it. It seems like we're just ever so slightly closer 
to disclosure than we've ever been. And uh, it is a rabbit hole that I happen to start going down. Um, but honestly, my conversation at the barbershop today surprised me because I was like iffy if I wanted to bring it up because the guy was the guy was asking me questions like, oh, so you know, what do you, what do you like? What do the people do with the UFOs? And he acted like he didn't know anything. And, uh, I asked him, well, have you heard about like the things coming out in the news and whatnot, how they confirmed the videos. And he said he, he was playing coy. He was acting like he didn't know. But then as I'm talking to this guy, he's like, oh yeah. And then the Bob Lazar thing. And then all this, <laughs> I'm like, bro, this guy's secretly low key into this shit too. It's Joe Rogan. <laughs> it's Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan effect. What is the Joe Rogan effect? I don't know. Just you listen to him and you just, you know more about aliens and you're intrigued by aliens. Yeah. I feel like Joe them. Rogan has ironically had a huge impact on society in 2020. Like, is it just me or am I, is that what's happening? Yeah, I definitely feel like he's definitely one of the, the power players. Like, who doesn't listen to Joe Rogan? Oh, wait. I feel like in the world right now, every person either listens to Joe Rogan or is one degree away from this, someone who listens to Joe Rogan. Yeah, I, I agree. I yeah. think it's just definitely, it's like, I don't know. He's a, a good, he's been doing it for years. That's one reason. And then also he just has like a multi, the wide variety of guests. Like yeah. the one you were listening to yesterday talking about smushy. <laughs> we're smushy. I, I was wondering if that was like a comedic podcast. Like, bro, this guy was so emotionally like, Impacted, invested in his fucking was it a walrus named Smooshy? And he kept saying talking about Smooshy. He's like, I know Smooshy's alive, but people tell me Smooshy's dead. And I, I've been trying to sue them because I need to get Sushi Smooshy back. And Joe's like, But why do you care so much? He goes, You don't understand. I'm a mother to sushi. So Smooshy is my <laughs> you would you would never understand unless you've been a mother to a walrus. And I'm like, bro, come on now. And it just I, the whole time I'm visualizing this fucking walrus from Tusk. You know, which yeah. is a fucking fucked up movie. Or the man bear pig from South Park. What the fuck is that? <laughs> you, you never seen that? I don't I watch South Park. I probably uh, should. It, it's like a, it was like an older season. Mm. It was just like, I, I forgot who exactly <laughs> it was making fun of. But uh, yeah, it was just like a, a man bear pig. Yeah. It's kind of, it was like, kind of like Bigfoot that turned out to be real. What do you think is more fucked up? Tusk or the human centipede? Mmm. They're kind of the same uh, yeah. movie, essentially. <laughs> yeah, but I would say Tusk in the sense of how he ended up looking, like all like a bunch of body parts kind of connected and yeah, just. Uh. I feel like there's no advantage to ever being in a human centipede. But what would you rather have? Would you rather be the walrus from Tusk or in the human centipede? <laughs> oh shit! I don't know. That's. That's a lose-lose situation right there. You're right. Because <laughs> one... It's like that other shitty movie, Would You Rather. Yeah, I'm... Oh, <laughs> Jesus. It's like, would you rather get shot in the head or cut off an ear? It's like, uh, can I choose neither? No, and then yeah, they fucking kill him. Yeah, either way, you die. <laughs> yeah. That, if Well, if I do the human centipede, I like to be the front. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I feel like there's no advantage to being in any position of the human centipede, especially if you're in the middle. Oh, uh, uh, no. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. But now I'm thinking about it. Damn it. Why did we get on this? Fuck? Kate, help us change the topic. Like human centipede. You could die. So you're, you're stuck. You're alive and you're stuck. 
That's true. But then they'd be imagine how much dead weight they'd be carrying if one of the human centipedes die. What could someone do if <laughs> if they were turned into a walrus like that to try to get out of the situation? Right? What could he do to communicate anything intelligible? Yeah, I mean, you would just look at it. I mean, I'm assuming if you would just look at it, people, PETA would be up in arms trying to figure out what the fuck is that thing and why did it happen? I've never been a fan of putting someone out of their misery. Even sometimes I'm like, should you really put the, a dog down? But I was really a fan of doing that to the guy in Tusk. I was like, ain't nobody deserved that, man. Bro, that's that's true. That's straight up. Yeah. That's just too fucked up. <laughs> You would hope. Yeah. What weren't they in Canada though? We don't know how those Canadians operate. He would have just became like a, hos a hockey mo mascot for one of the hockey teams. You know, another fucked up movie I just watched that really has been fucking with me at like I almost like think about it at night as I'm going to sleep is uh Greenland, bro. Have Greenland. you watched that movie yet? Uh-uh. Greenland is a movie about an asteroid or a comet that hits planet earth and is an extinction level event and it fucked with me bro i you know what i fuck i was thinking about should i go into detail about it and i always hate watching those fucking podcasts or videos where they're like yeah we're gonna make this spoiler friendly so we're just gonna talk about it lightly and not really give you any content of any value um so just to not ruin the fucking movie you know what at this point i'm just gonna go into my fucking thoughts about fucking greenland Spoilers coming. You have Spoiler been warned. Alert. Yes. Fucking, it, it blew my mind because I could totally see everything happening in the way it happened in the movie. Um, because like literally, as someone who's in the rabbit hole of aliens, <clears throat> uh, I was like watching an interview with someone who's talking about like sending satellites or like going to like mo the moon and stuff. And they were talking about how there are so many fucking things in the atmosphere um, satellites, space junk, space debris that it's like hard to track it all because there's just so much. If you see like a, there's like these, these visual representations of all the different things in orbit around the earth and you look at it and it just looks like a cloud. Like how could anybody go through that cloud without getting hit by space junk? And this space junk to be orbiting is going tens of thousands of miles an hour a second you know, or like miles an hour. So like it's moving, it's gonna, it's moving a lot of space in just like one second. Right. And so going very fast. And what they're saying is like, obviously you're trying to track like all the space rocks that are coming near, but there's so much that it's like hard to even keep track of all that. And honestly, if it wasn't for Jupiter being as big as it was, um, we would be fucked because it absorbs a lot of the bigger rocks that might've come our way. And so anyways, it's a really tricky situation. Well, anyways, in the movie, they found this comet that's huge in our solar system that's coming towards Earth, but they're saying on the news, it's not going to hit us, but it'll be close enough to where you can see it in the day. So keep an eye out. And people are building it up to be some exciting event. Um, and then, But they didn't see it until like three weeks before. And that's very realistic from what I was, my understanding of how it is, right? Um, and so anyways, it starts not... Like, obviously, it's the trajectory is not to hit Earth in the movie. But then as it gets closer to us, 
the sun heats up like little pockets of like water and air and gas inside and it just starts shooting out of the comet and it changes the trajectory to where now it's coming a little bit towards and they're like okay we're gonna get a little bit of debris but the main majority of it's gonna pass us and then slowly as time goes on you start to realize the news doesn't know what the fuck is gonna happen right and they're actually like live streaming uh, this thing, this rock, they're like, it's going to hit the ocean. We're going to show you the on video. Uh, it's going to be an amazing thing, but it's not going to affect anybody on, uh, on land. Um, it's so far on the ocean. Anyways, it comes down and they're, everybody's waiting for the splash on the news and it doesn't happen. And then, uh, they feel a shockwave like hit them like uh, a minute later and they're like, holy shit, it just took out half of Florida and then just shit starts hitting the fan and uh movie gets wild from there you know but because it's so realistic and i can see it all going down that way it just fucked with me and if you think about it like the whole movie's about how the government the president saved a few essential people a few essential workers and everybody knew who those people were because they were the only ones who had like a certain wristband to get into the military bases and you know where they're going. So if the entire world knows that only a select hand few of people are getting chosen to be saved and you know that if you don't get saved, you're going to die because humans are going extinct, confirmed, and you have 48 hours to live. What can you do other than break out into chaos? Like that is the ultimate just like fear. That's even worse than zombies because zombies, you can meet a hot girl, make some babies, and then live in a world of zombies and function, you know? But here yeah. you you are going to go extinct. There's no other, there's like no softball pitch for that. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do? Would you just start partying? No, fuck no. I'd try, I'd try to survive. I don't know how, but yeah, I definitely <laughs> want to just start partying. Fuck that shit, dude. It reminds me of, uh, I saw the trailer and it reminded me of, you ever watched the movie 2012 with Nicolas Cage? I did not. Uh, it kind of reminded me of that, but better. Yeah? Yeah, 2012. I mean, the graphics were right, but it, it was essentially like the world was like, there was a giant tsunami. There was just like the world coming chaos. It wasn't, I don't think it was directly cor correlated to like one type of event. But, uh, yeah, there was just a bunch of people fighting to get into, like, this military ship or something like that that, you know, is going to only has like, only uh, the elites are able to get into. Mm. Yeah. That would protect them. I mean, that's essentially what they're trying to do in this movie, too. I, I guess it was almost like the same plot, but it was a fucking comment. <laughs> um I think that's scarier, though, because I feel like that's more realistic. I mean, it happened to the fucking dinosaurs. Yeah, that was the other thing. In the movie, they're like, this one is actually uh, like three or four times bigger than the one that took out the dinosaurs. And you're just like, all right, we get it. Humanity's fucked, you know, in the movie. Um, I've never had so much anxiety watching a movie. You were just sitting through the whole thing. Yeah, I was like freaking out. I was like, Kate... We need to take mental notes of what not to do, you know. Um, what blew my mind is like fucking, well, you know what? I was thinking about it today and I thought to myself, maybe there's something a little bit blissful about the fact that when you go out, it's not like things are going to go on without you. So you're not going to like get FOMO, which is what a lot of people get. It's like, I don't want to die. There's so much more that I could have done, you know. But here, even if you lived, there's not a lot that you're going to be able to do. So I feel like a lot of people would just kind of almost be in a way more blissful and, and accepting you would think or maybe not maybe i'm just kind of like no, all crazy. chaos breaks loose people are going to be having breakfast at 10 p.m it's all going to just go to shit 
You would hope the aliens come in and save us if that's about to happen, right? Unless they're the ones attacking. Yeah, that's true. And they just like, the comets is just their ship. And they just, oof. I would hopefully try to survive. But like, dude, if you told me today, you have to be in Greenland in 48 hours or you're going to die. And oh, by the way, there's no flights and you have to sneak onto a military base and somehow sneak onto one of their planes that they don't want to let you on. I'm like, <laughs> all right, let's try it. Do, but do I want to go out in dignity or do I want to go out in a fucking mob? You know what I'm saying? That's true. I feel like you'd die a lot quicker within those 48 hours. If you try to do like, you know, whether it's like hijack a military airplane or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Well, <laughs> if you want to think about it in a weird fucked up way, you can be grateful for today because at least there's not a comet headed towards Earth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Makes you a little bit less anxious in the moment. Hold up. I just got a news. Some news on my phone. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to manifest that shit into existence. That shit scares me. Oh, yeah. You know, kind of changing the topic though. Did you hear about the the Kanye, the Kanye and Jeffrey Star? Oh. No, what? <laughs> this this is funny. So Anelli thought she uh, she exposed Kanye. The reason they were getting divorced is because uh, he had slept with Jeffrey Star. The fuck? Yeah, and then Jeffrey Star replied, made a video response today that she's or that he's only into into tall men. So that confirms. <laughs> The Kanye in between him and her, nah. And then she exposed herself because her friend threatened to expose her. Jeffrey? No, the, the LA thought that oh, exposed this it. news. So this girl was with Kanye, though? The girl? Yeah. No, she, she was just like literally just some random ass girl in LA just said, oh, I know someone. I know the lawyer that's, you know, oh. and the lawyer told me. Yeah, it was like on TikTok. Why do we pay attention to just anybody who posts online? <laughs> I don't know. This is if you live in LA, apparently you automatically have influence because if you say anything about anybody big, everybody fucking goes crazy about it. That's like an automatic verification check, like the the blue check, but in real life. Yeah. I got my fucking new phone yesterday and it fucking it feels like a space phone. Remember I showed Chris this while we were fucking, uh, when I was trying to transfer the data between my phones, a little like cloud mist popped up on my phone. I was like, what the fuck? I've never, it looks like the matrix was glitching for a second. And it was like a QR code that it wanted my other phone to scan. And I showed it to you. Did it not like freak you the fuck out when that it happened? Was, it was cool. I, for me, it was kind of cool just seeing it. It was like more like futuristic. Something you see in like those future movies Yeah, where it's like uploading, uploading your data. Yeah, part of me got afraid because I was like, we're in an episode of Black Mirror right now. Like, this mm. shit's about to fucking, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I felt like, is it an advantage that I'm getting a phone that I love a lot more than any of the last three iPhones that I've had? Um, or is it a disadvantage because I'm getting sucked further into the fucking matrix? You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, what what makes you like this one? Is it just like the overall out or the exterior design of it? Yeah, because I hated that it didn't have like the the old phones were like super round and slippery and glass all the way around like why are you going to make a fucking smartphone that people handle in their hands every day slippery made of glass 360 all the way around and have round edges so it's hard it, it'll easily slip out of your hand if you don't have a fucking grippy case on it well this one i don't have a case it's not uh, like the back is not super slippery and it's got 90 degree angles and edges so I can hold it and it feels like a fucking thing in my hand. You know what I'm saying? And my last phone had a, a cracked screen. So this one is not a cracked screen 
and it I can actually hold it in my hand, and I fucking love it. Yeah, because it was it's essentially the same size as your other one with the case, right? Yeah, and it has three cameras. I don't know why I need three cameras, but I did a twelve time zoom on Kate yesterday while she was talking <laughs> mid sentence and snapped a photo. And that is some that is some stuff that I can blackmail her with one day, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just twelve times zoom from here. And I realized if a if a UFO ever pops up overhead, I got image stabilization, three cameras, twelve times zoom, hot a lot of hell hella megapixels. You know yeah, what's crazy? I'm not gonna miss that shit. You know, uh, you ever hear of the Huawei phone? Nah. Oh, those are those have way better like zoom in functionality than the iPhones. It's crazy. They're banned from it twelve times zoom like this one though. I think a lot more. Okay, like it you uh, I it's banned from the U.S. though due to security concerns mm. of the Chinese people just yeah, hacking. Yeah, the Chinese in. made it. I knew that as yeah. soon as you said security. The Huawei, but it, it looks like a pretty solid phone to the pretty cool phone to have. I yeah. think it would definitely be a competitor to to iPhone. Yeah. It's weird. I felt like yesterday for the first time seeing the transfer process of of data from my old phone that was outdated getting upgraded. I was like, this is what humanity is going towards, you know, because as soon as we connect ourselves to the fucking net Neuralink, we will be one with this device and this device needs upgrades every year. And what we're going to do, what if you think about it, on a fucking grand scheme of things, what I did was I transferred the consciousness of my fucking phone yep. to another body that was an upgraded version. Like, And I realized my fucking phone has a consciousness. <laughs> and it's like an extension of me. And then you're going to be transferring your fucking consciousness to Chris 2.0. And Dude, for real, I'm just going to stand there. I'm going to be like all worn out. And then I'm just going to pass on my yeah. data, however it is. And then just like... All you do is just look into the fucking cloud mist from the yeah, matrix. Dude. For real. It's like on the forehead or in the back of the head. Did you watch um what is that movie? 2020 is fucked or something like that with Samuel L. Jackson, the the mockumentary they made on Netflix. Oh uh, no. It it was actually really funny. I thought it I thought they made fun of everything that happened this year in ways that were accurate, but you can't not laugh at it. And I was, did you hear about this at all? Yeah, I've seen it scrolling. It was made by the the makers of Black Mirror, I guess. Oh. And I thought it was funny because I literally feel like we're in an episode of Black Mirror. And Black Mirror guys said, hey, we we can't write another season because we're already there, you know. Um, And then they come out with that one. I was like, okay, I like it. It was a much needed laugh. Yeah. Yo, Kate, she's becoming a little bit creative because she's also trying to drop, drop, um, the M word into the equation. And uh, yesterday she's like, what if when we walk down the aisle, we play this fucking thriller music and it's like epic. Like what was the song you were wanting to pl- play? Oh, the Avengers theme song. Oh, <laughs> oh, I thought he was talking about like Michael Jackson thriller. No. Nah, like rather than doing a fucking um, like a romantic, like wedding song or whatever. Kind of badass. She wants like a fucking superhero walkout song, you know? And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of down. Cause it made it feel like an action movie rather than, uh, you know, the fucking boring ass shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's kind of crazy how changing the music changes literally everything. Like you learn that when you edit videos and even just like the documentary, like I was thinking to myself, I'm putting a, a fucking musical track every three minutes for 52 minutes. And I wonder if, I feel like people are going to notice it. I feel like they're going to be feeling like they're, they're listening to like a fucking long ass soundtrack. And I was kind of self-conscious about it. But then when I released it, I, I realized nobody pays attention to that shit. It just affects how you feel while you're watching it. And it's like crazy because with my documentary, that was the first time I really experimented with rather than playing the typical motivational hype up uh, type of like event promotional music or whatever. Um, I was like, you know what? What if I went straight up just horror movie action thriller and the trailer I fucking put like a really uh, creepy thriller soundtrack behind it and it just made this the the <laughs> the commercial to a movie about my boot camp that I want people to invest in feel like an action movie that was coming out. And then when I released the documentary, I kept up the same vibe, but same thing with the wedding. It's kind of crazy just like how people say like, or how just like the fucking music can change the perception of everything. Yeah, I feel like not too many people pay attention to that, you know? Yeah. But I feel like it is at the subconscious level, you just like get a different experience, especially. Mm when going through it when you watch a good movie do you go on youtube or the internet and start looking up reviews to that movie uh other way around normally i watch reviews and then if i think it's a good movie then i'm like okay i'll, I'll go watch it mm. i so i feel like 80 percent of my time i just watch movie reviews and then if if i if it catches my attention before they go into the spoilers then i'm like okay yeah i'm gonna go watch it so you'll turn it off if there's spoilers mm-hmm yeah, and then I come back to the video after I finish watching the movie. Okay. So I just did that with a bunch of Greenland people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I always hate, even if I'm watching it beforehand, I maybe I'm different because I, I look up reviews after I watch the movie. I'll watch a movie, and if I didn't like it, I'll just be like, fuck that movie. Uh, I kind of wish I never watched it. Um, and th But if I see a really good movie or a movie that really makes me think, even if I didn't like it at the time, if it makes me think, I think there's something to that. Um, and I'll just go up and watch reviews. And uh, uh, I've, I've never wanted this podcast to be a movie review podcast. But, dude, I would be so down to just fucking review a bunch of movies. Because I fucking, I watch a lot of good movies, I feel like. I'm always looking for those bangers, you know. Yeah. How do you go about finding those bangers? Because I feel like, I don't know, if you're just mindless, mindlessly scrolling on, like, Netflix. Or sometimes you just run out of kind of. I'm not mindlessly scrolling. I'm like a duck. You know what? Ducks. They sit, they sit on the top of the water. They look peaceful, serene. Looks like there's not a lot going on. But then you look at their feet under the water. They're going, moving 100 miles an hour. I'm not mindlessly scrolling. My mind's going 100 miles an hour. And I'm analyzing different pixel points and data points to see if it fits the criteria for us to watch if this movie will be a banger or not. I need to upgrade my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like sometimes I'll be scrolling and nothing is catching my eye. Um, but sometimes I'll just be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just, let me just put on a movie that I know for a fact I would never normally pick and see if I find a hidden gem. And I've found a few hidden gems that way. Yeah. Just yeah. like kind of picking something that you never really. Basic Instinct was a movie I'd probably never watch because hmm. it's so made so long ago, but I've watched it like three or four times now. Cause I fucking love that movie. By the way, if anybody's listening, you must watch the movie Basic Instinct it's while on Mushrooms. Movie. And it'll be a completely life-changing experience. It's confusing. It get it would be confusing because both the girls look exactly the same. 
Especially when you're on mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. They just like, you're just, they go into one scene, start talking with the cop, into another scene, talk with the cop, and you're just like, who's talking to what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, it's funny. I watched it on mushrooms with you, and I watched it on mushrooms with my friend Bobby in Kansas. And the first time, the first time I was just as confused as you. And he made me feel like I was crazy for being that confused on which girl was who. And I'm just so happy that you felt the exact same way. That means I wasn't the crazy one. He was the crazy one because he actually understood what was going on. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like he was a sober one. Yeah. Bro, I've been fucking around with this new app called the ESP Trainer. And I only downloaded it because I was watching this TED Talk. And it was called like the Band TED Talk or something. And it looked like a legit TED Talk given by this researcher. I don't know what institution he's from, but he looks like a legit researcher old guy i think he worked for the government which is what made it more compelling and he was talking about how he ran basically the government's program for remote viewing and the government you might think isn't looking into consciousness remote viewing psychic abilities esp but they really are and basically he was just talking about a lot of what they were doing and how they worked and like some of uh the famous remote viewers who have helped solve like crazy cases and like have seen things from a distance and drawn the, drawn the pictures with like high degrees of accuracy. Anyways, apparently this is like a real thing that the government works on and you can like look up, look up documents about it. But he recommended downloading the app ESP trainer because you can actually train your ability to have ESP and like just kind of know. And it's like this app where there's four colored blocks and the app basically picks one at random. Um, one of the four blocks and you have to pick that whatever one gets picked at random and if you pick it right it'll show you a picture if you pick it wrong it'll just like show you that you got and it then wrong. it also makes sound it makes sound too right but uh what's funny is i downloaded the app and i thought i wonder if people can just randomly get high scores on this app and somehow figure out how to game it um and you get 24 chances and you measure how many you get correct out of 24 and you try to tap into fucking something to get it right well, anyways as Kate was talking and I was just ignoring everything was going in one ear out the other, I was playing the gap for like a solid 30 minutes and I was, uh, I was like improving my score slowly over time. And I was like, all right, maybe this is bullshit. So then uh, like out of 24, I was getting like six, eight, eight, nine. I was like nine out of 24 is, I wonder if that's statistically possible just at random. So I would just at random start picking things without trying. And I would get like zero out of 24, uh, one out of 24 if I was randomly doing it. But when I focused, I would consistently get six, eight, eight, nine. And then one time I got 12. That means every other time for 24, I got uh, one of them right out of four options. And I was like, yo, there's something to this. And I feel like. I'm going to be fucking reading everybody's minds here in like two or three months. Just give me fucking some time. You know what I'm saying? And just hit that 12. Yeah. Hit that 12. Get Unlock that 12 that new level. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's definitely interesting. It was uh like tapping into your intuition. Because I, I tried to do the same thing of just like randomly tapping it. And I wanted to get like three, two. I think the highest was like four. But but yeah. And I didn't even at first when you told me to download the app, I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? But I think the high score was like six or eight or whatever. But yeah, that and those that was the time when I like I wasn't I wasn't really thinking about it too much, and I was just like uh, this one, this one. It was weird, like tapping into like the intuition. Yeah, yeah. Do you th- do you believe in psychic abilities? 
I believe there is a psychic part to the humans, like mm. like the intuition and, and all that. You know what I think blows my mind that I feel like nobody ever really talks about is we always know when someone's looking at us, even if they're looking at the back of you. Like, how weird is that? It's like the energy you get, like that tension. Would, would you describe it as like tension? I feel, yeah, it's definitely like a tension. It's almost like a tingle from where the look is coming from too. Um, a little Peter tingle from the Spider-Man movie. Uh, and I don't know, but it is weird. Like it, it's almost like a fifth sense, you know? Yeah, that's what I find very interesting. And that's why I believe like there is that that physical or that uh, not physical. Yeah. But the psychic part. Yeah, for sure. I just sounded super dumb because I said fifth sense and nobody caught it. So y'all are dumb too. Fifth sense? Yeah. Sixth sense? Yeah. Oh. No, that smell. You got to be good to get that one. Wait, what? <laughs> the sixth sense is smell. You got to be special to get that one. I, I'm lost here. I'm making inside references to movies from the 90s. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all caught that, it was a Boy Meets World reference. Um, and y'all are the real OGs. <laughs> y'all are the real MVP if you actually caught that reference. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's what Sound happens. Like that. You know what? I feel like I've sac made a lot of sacrifices to be on this podcast. You know, I uh, during 2020, we record these on Thursday, Friday nights. Those are like Friday nights are for the boys. But when you're hustling, when when you out here grinding, when you're out here filming podcasts. This is what happens on a Friday night. You, you're delusional from the week and you're like ready to kind of just like let loose. And we sit down and we see what comes out on the microphone. I, th I told you we're trying to look for an identity, but I feel like we're coming into it. Friday night bullshit talks about whatever and whatever. And I actually enjoy these talks. Yeah. Um, and then we come out on Saturday morning and this is like we help the people start up their weekend. They jumpstart their Saturday morning, their Saturday afternoon with the ROM Relentless. Just get that R&R &R on your fucking Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And just start it off right. Start it off right. What do you do on Saturday mornings? You watch cartoons and eat cereal? Yeah. I like tricks, personally. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> tricks? Was that your favorite one, too, Kate? Did you say tricks? Mm -hmm. No, nah, she likes weird cereal-like kicks. Like the fucking pl flavorless little balls. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that just wheat? Yeah, she likes kicks, oh. and she likes checks without any fucking flavoring or anything. I like my artificial sugar on my cereal, Yeah, honestly. I actually think kicks is worse than grape nuts. I kind of like grape nuts. Mm. It's uh, Is that an actual cereal? You've never had grape nuts? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've never heard of it? Is it like Raisin Bran? Nah. Raisin Bran is good, too, but it's a little too sugary for my taste. Grape nuts. Grape nuts. You, you eat some grape nuts and add some raisins to the grape nuts. <laughs> that was really good. And I'm being legit. That used to be my shit for years, bro. I I'm love grape nuts. <laughs> I don't believe that that's Get a real... Get your mind out of the gutter. It's Chris. not even that. I'm just... <laughs> just. But you know, my real shit... Oh, that's I'm a really, real thing. Dude, grape nuts are a real <laughs> cereal. You think I'm fucking over your bullshit? No, you add raisins to grape nuts and it tastes amazing. Yeah. It's, it's little, little dots of joy in your mouth. Dude, it just... Kicks are gross. And they have no flavor and they're stale. They're just no flavor. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. When I eat cereal, I like to put extra sugar, like whether it's chocolate, you know, Nesquik, just put it mm. in there. You put Nesquik in your cereal? Yeah. 
Did they ever change the recipe milk. back, or is it still shitty? Oh, I, um, no, I get the I get the classic taste one. It says classic taste, and then it just tastes like the old one. Hell yeah, damn. Well, I used to love Nesquik, but I thought they changed the recipe in the. They the new they one did, sauce. yeah, they did. And I have like a big old one of the newer recipe. Mm. I'm just probably gonna give it a, no, not even give it away. I think mm. that's doing a disservice. I would say my other favorite cereal, and I don't even. I wouldn't even say it's a second. I feel like they're on equal level. Is I love Special K with strawberries. Special K. Wait, isn't Special K the same thing as like Kicks? Yeah, but they have a box that is Special K with strawberries, and you get the little dehydrated strawberries in there. Oh, and let's be honest, the Special K is like the Frosted Flakes without the Frosted, so it's still kind of tasty. I like the texture, but I really love the strawberries they have in that. Anyways, it's my They recently started calling it um, Special K with red berries. And I don't know why they call it red berries. Did strawberries like try to follow a lawsuit? Did they claim copyright? Uh, shoot. I don't know. Something must have happened with all the grape nuts. What does this podcast come to? We're fucking <laughs> talking about Special K with strawberries, bro. What any? What's the other update? I feel like, all right, I made a note of like the things I wanted to talk about. By the way, welcome to 2021. Oh, Best is year this, ever. Wait. Is this our first podcast of the year? This is our first podcast of, of the year. Of 2021. Yep. I didn't even know that. I thought We missed the whole Ryan Garcia fight last week. We missed the fucking Harvard professor's opinion on Oumuamua right after the COVID bill. We missed the movie, George Clooney movie that came out on Netflix. Which one? George Clooney. All right, so which one do you want to start with? We got the George Clooney movie that came out on Netflix. We already on the fucking movie grind. Yeah, let's do that, and then Ryan Garcia. I okay, because uh, we watched that one. Yeah, that fight. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that was like what a week ago. Uh, this past yeah, this past week. Yeah. Well, Last George Saturday. Clooney had a new movie come out on on Netflix. I had to watch it in double speed to be honest, because it's a really slow and really long movie. But watching it on double speed allowed me what is it? It's like in the midnights in the yeah. midnight sun or something like that. Yeah. Um apparently I don't know if he wrote it, but he definitely directed it. And uh it was about basically humanity was getting extinct just like the fucking greenland movie they never ex- reveal why but apparently it's a remake of an older version and in the old version it was a nuclear war had wiped out the world it kind of seems similar to that well anyways he was like the last surviving human because he was in a fucking remote ass arctic place and he was trying to get to a radio station to radio to the only group of living humans who won't be affected by this disaster on earth and they were these astronauts that got sent to a moon of Jupiter to see if they could, uh, if humans could live on the moon on the moon of Jupiter, and if it had an atmosphere and plants and vegetation and things like that. Anyways, they were on their return visit home from that moon. They found out that it was an amazing place to live. It the colors were so vibrant, the oxygen was rich, and it was definitely a place humans could live. Anyways, they're coming back to Earth because they're returning back to Earth. And he's trying to tell them, don't come back to Earth. Earth is fucked. Go back and live there. Um, And that's the whole movie. Um, But there's a lot of tension and stuff that goes on. Um, Really slow, but also one of those that really makes you think. And I'll be honest, I looked up reviews for it because at the end, I felt felt myself getting a little touched. You know, a little little tear in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Did you... So wasn't there also like a little girl involved that like was with him? Yeah, there was a little so it was girl. Was like the whole plot with that? Was she just like she someone was, he found? 
Well, exactly. So apparently they were at this research base. I don't know if it was Antarctica, but some really frozen place. And all the researchers there were going back to be with their loved ones while the earth was coming to an end. Um, and he was like, he had terminal cancer. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to stay. He didn't tell people why he was going to stay, but he was staying because he wanted to radio up from that fucking base. Um, anyways, apparently after everybody left, a girl was just stranded by herself and he kind of started taking care of this girl. And then they realized they have to go to another, um, radio base. That's like 50 miles away. And they have to go through the snow on snowmobile because this one got broken and it can't reach the, it's not strong enough to reach the, the astronauts or whatever. So yeah, there's a lot of different events that go. It's one of those that really keeps you on the edge of your seat, but it kind of moves at a slow pace. It's like one of those movies. What's, what's that old movie with, um, uh, it might be Liam Neeson where he's like in the woods and he's getting tracked and hunted by a pack of wolves. Oh yeah. Where he was like, uh, at the end he ends up killing them. He, he ends up facing off with like the alpha and then it ends. Well, anyways, it's a slow burn movie is the point I'm trying to make. This is a slow burn movie. There's high points of tension. It keeps you on the edge of your seat, but then it kind of had somehow incorporates this like, love story that is somehow cohesive and fits with the twists that they have. I personally like the movie, but a lot of people, it got a lot of bad reviews. A lot of people thought it was too slow. A lot of people thought the twist sucked. A lot of people thought the ending sucked. I don't know. I, I kind of enjoyed it. The ending? Yeah. What was the ending? Spoil it. Yeah, no, nah, I can't spoil it because then you won't watch it. <laughs> I didn't even spoil the ending to Greenland. I told you guys spoilers were coming, but I didn't spoil the ending, so you still got to watch it. I gave you just the tip. Which is just enough to make you curious to get the rest. Yeah. I'll just look up a movie review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ending explained. You know what I haven't seen in a while, though, is a really good horror film. Like mm-hmm. one that really gives me the chills. <clears throat> uh, there's one on, on Amazon, like uh, Midget Zombies. <laughs> really? Yeah. And it's really scary. No, it's not scary. It was the worst. It's not. Okay, so there's bad movies that are so bad that they're funny but then this one was just like beyond that it was so bad i it really i just did not laugh it was a horrible time and it ruined my day it was i don't even know why they called it a midget zombie movie there was only one midget in the whole movie that was a zombie and everyone else was just regular zombies and it was just like these dumb high school kids they were playing in the back like some rack tennis rackety thing whatever they were grilling and then a zombie bit someone's ankle and Dang. it was just yeah zombie movies at this point i feel like if you ain't gonna go for it and just try to you can't outdo zombie land unless you do it in a completely different type of way did you watch the new one zombie land too yeah it sucked ah. but zombie land one was good but as far as zombie movies go i feel like 28 days later is classic oh you know resident yeah. evil is also a good one world war z I forgot that one. I, I felt like it was a good one, but I haven't seen it for so long. I've only seen it once. Yeah. I feel like 28 Days Later was a good one. That yeah. was that was a good one. Yeah, because those ones could actually sprint after you. Yeah, that was scary. Yeah. And then just because it's like blood contact. Like when the old guy, he was just like, the zombie blood just got into his eye. Yeah. When he looked up. Ooh. Yeah, 28 Days, days Later. That, that fucks with you. Um, another one that I thought was really good spacing right now fuck oh i am legend dude that's a classic one will smith yeah that was set in 2021 are you serious oh 
I Am Legend We're was set in, in 2021. Well, fuck it. Let's talk about I Am Legend. I liked the movie so much when I was in high school. Um, and I was also fascinated by the different alternative endings that came with it that I actually bought the book that it was based off of. And I thought it was like an entire chapter book because that's what you get by the author who wrote it. But in reality, you get a book full of a bunch of short stories. And so the 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 movie was based off of one of the short stories in the book. And Oh, so it's it's a lot of stories. Yeah. Oh. But the book itself was actually really fascinating. I actually liked it better than the movie, the short story. Um, At the end of the day, they did find the girl and the woman. They ended up in the book, right? The ending, they find they ended up finding what they were looking for, that civilization. Uh, not quite. The book is a little bit different because in 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 the uh, fucking movie, they tried to make you think it was like a zombie movie. That's kind of the feel that it, it was giving you. But in the book, they were vampires. And that's, but there was glimpses of it in the movie because in the movie, um, which is kind of crazy, you don't know if they're zombies or vampires or what the fuck they are because if you remember, they would hang out in the dark in the in the little parking garage, and then at night they would all come out, and so that's like a vampire thing. But and he had the lights set up all around his place. Did he they, have that? Yeah, for when they when they attacked, like they just all turned on. Oh yeah, so yeah, that's straight out of the book, but. The difference is they try to make them seem like dumb zombies in the movie when in reality in the book they were like they were intelligent but they were vampires and it's kind of uh, it had a twist at the end spoiler alert because um what it what it was is these were like vampires that knew him in their personal life and they were coming after him to like torment him and stuff and uh, they would like be catcalling him from outside of his house at night, and he'd be hiding in his bathtub like he was in the fucking movie. Oh, right? what the heck! Yes, yeah, so they would be yelling at him and talking to him in the in the fucking in, in the short story. Well, anyways, at the end of the short story, they actually get a hold of him because of the like in the movie, a, a woman comes in, he takes her in. There, I don't know if she has a daughter in the book. I forget because I was in high school when I read it. But anyways, she was a spy in the book. From the vampires who could somehow blend, had practiced blending in and seeming human. She got him to leave the fucking house to go find this fucking utopia or whatever. And then they trap him and they're about to execute him. And they realize, and he realizes moments before his death, he realizes that he's a legend because he thinks that he's afraid of them and he's trying to keep away from them. But in reality, they are afraid of him because he keeps capturing them and trying to find a cure for whatever it is they have, but he keeps killing all of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so he's a legend because he actually thought he was the good guy when in reality he was the bad guy. Yeah, the the, the vampires were telling their kids about that dude yeah. to watch out for that dude. Yeah, because it was a new reality. <clears throat> the, the people were all vampires, and that was the norm. Man, I think if they would have added that once, uh, what you were talking about of him, them calling out uh, his name at night, I think that would have added a whole nother level to the movie. You think so? Yeah, I think that would have been a little bit more trippy yeah. and added to like the confusion of like, what the fuck? And it's like people he knew and shit and like they're bringing up personal shit that they had against him and stuff. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because in the movie, yeah, it felt like a, it, I mean, I never really read the book, but it felt more of a zombie, a smarter zombie. Yeah, and and like the alternative ending they had. Did you ever watch that to the movie? Uh, possibly. What is it? I forget. What, the normal ending was what? Did he? No, there was like several endings. Well, one of them was like they they showed signs of intelligence because the zombies came in just to save the zombie that he had like captured, 
and then they leave. Um, that was like one, but another ending was like they left and found like yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. They found uh other humans, mm. like a small civilization. Yeah. What 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 do you think would be worse, living in a place like that, or living in the fucking place like uh, was it Bird Box? Mm. Worse, it would probably be Bird Box. Just because you would have to be deaf in order to survive. Blind. Or blind. Yeah. Or just don't look. Yeah, but I I don't know. That's kind of hard. Yeah. Just stab yourself in the eye. Dude. Yo, speaking of, there's this... um, (laughs) You reminded me of this episode from a Netflix show called Evil. And one of the episodes was about this song that people would listen to on YouTube and it went viral and it would cause people to try to kill themselves. You like, you remember that episode? Yeah. It was based on a real song. I found out because Buzzfeed recently released a video where it was a song made by a guy who was from Turkey. And apparently a lot of people who listen to it end up committing suicide. And the guy played it on the video and I started listening to the first few lines and I was like, I don't want to, I don't want this thing to affect me like it did in that one show. So I turn it off. But I wonder if a, a a channel with millions of subscribers like that, if they could get negative feedback for playing a song that is designed to make people kill themselves on to like the fucking internet, you know, could they get in trouble for that? That I feel like that's this kind of relevant to what we were talking about earlier with Trump and stuff. It's like, cause right now there's a section where like, Technically, like these tech companies and these people aren't really like, you know, liable for it. And it's just more or less a free reign of like they're a third party. They don't have anything in it. But I think there's something to be said about the ethics of it. You know, if you if you play like some subliminal. Like how much responsibility do you have in that? Do you have control? You know? Yeah, Yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes I wonder because you know how like if you play like those binaural beats and tones and stuff, it helps you like focus. Yeah. I wonder if some creators or if I should even try doing this, it's just like playing a little subliminal, like focus tone in the background of everything that's going on and see if it increases retention of people watching your podcast. I feel like that'd definitely be something fun to try. (laughs) You think so? (laughs) Today we're doing a Zen podcast. And then it just goes for an hour and a half. (laughs) Or we should just get one of those little, uh, those, those uh ceramic plates with like the stick and they just go around yeah you know what i'm talking about they make yeah they make music with that so rather than having one person here to push the button to cut the camera just someone we have a second person just like circling the bowl yeah <laughs> a little, <laughs> little didgeridoo uh just have the whole fucking crew yeah dude we're doing it different right That's zig true. one other zag what else can we do to make this podcast? Here's what I'm thinking. I want I want this podcast to be one of those podcasts where every single time either we talk about something that's so off the wall to where it's like, man, people people really vibe with that or they enjoyed it because I want it to be an enjoyable experience. I want people to get their R&R, their rest and relaxation, their raw and relentless on Saturday when they fucking wake up after they're sleeping in on Saturday. When they're just eating the grape nuts. Yeah, when they're eating grape nuts with raisins. You know, uh, you know, I want this podcast to be where we one up ourselves constantly. You know, what crazy thing can we do? And I'll be honest, man, like impulsive. They took the cake when Mike Tyson fucking in one gulp just just eats four grams of mushrooms like Mike Tyson, bro. Like that podcast 
regardless of what you say, is like one of those where you're like, you remember the time Mike Tyson took four grams of mushroom? Like, we need to fucking take that fucking approach. What can we do to one up ourselves? Every who's time? that? Who's that? Uh, Inception director? Uh, fuck. Was it or, James Cameron or the writer? I don't know. Have James Cameron, right? <laughs> and you're. It just looks like you're just podcasting but then at the end of the day flip the camera and it turns out these seats are glued up there and you guys are upside down yo doing the podcast the whole time what if we ended a podcast where <laughs> it just like at the end randomly it just looks like things are cutting out and then it looks like there's an alien invasion happening and like it cuts back and like things are levitating and then it cuts out and then the podcast just ends and people are just like what the fuck happened oh that'd be kind of fun that, that it's like the what's that radio broadcast the world world War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. You know, it's crazy linking back to what we were talking about earlier with the bouncing radio waves around. Well, a few years ago, like 2016, 2017, that's where they added context to the whole radio waves. They Someone listened or they caught the, um, the radio the broadcast, broadcast of uh, that big blimp that exploded in the sky in like the 1930s that a bunch of people were on. You remember that shit? Mm -mm. Yeah, there was a big ass blimp that people were riding around and it was all hydrogen gas in there that was floating in it. And then one little spark and the whole thing went up in flames <sighs> and they were broadcasting on the radio like this is historic because um, finally we have like a clean way to like fucking fly and all these people are up there enjoying the first blimp ride and then it just blows up and they're like, oh my God, this is tragic. What a tragedy. And like they finally, they caught that shit and they played the recording on this documentary I was watching. Uh, well, anyways, they think because around that time, we're now around the time around this year that we're, we're going to hear the original War of the Worlds broadcast. Oh, really? Yeah. So they So they have it mapped out as to like, kind of statistically or with like the math or whatever they have it. I just think to what I think the logic there is that a couple of years ago we heard the rebroad, the radio wave of like that, the high Hildenberg or the Hindenburg or whatever blimp. Yeah. The Hindenburg disaster. Mm. Um, we heard that and that was several years before the world of the worlds. And so we're probably around the time where if people are tuning in, you might be able to hear it. That's actually pretty cool. I didn't know that you could catch like the that these broadcasts were like sent like that still yeah. traveling. Well, the whole point of this documentary I was watching was people think space is silent. But if you kind of listen to some of the radio waves that are bouncing around, not only in our own atmosphere, but coming from space, shit would blow your mind. Yeah, because there's like a bunch of there's I know there's been like one or two instances where like uh, scientists have received like, you know, weird audio transmissions from space. Yeah, and they, they haven't been able to kind of decipher. Yeah. exactly what it is yeah straight up um i don't really know much about the the radio signals because i honestly i'm a little skeptical of just like alien radio signals from space because they have a whole thing called seti uh search for extraterrestrial intelligence or something like that and it's a government funded thing but all they do is point a big fucking radio telescope into the sky and hope they hear something and to my knowledge last i heard they haven't heard shit so mm. I'm a little skeptical of some of the stuff, but honestly, I think that's why we brought it up at the beginning was because at the barbershop, that's what hooked in the other fucking barber was when I started talking about the radio signals from space because he's like, oh, yeah, didn't they release something about that in the government too recently? And I was like, I don't know, did they? And he's like, yeah. And then, you know, slowly but surely, I learned that everybody there was also into the rabbit hole. <laughs> Dude, everyone's secretly into the rabbit hole.
You think so? Yeah, I think so. I think so too. I think now's the time for people to release that shit. Yeah, I mean whether it's it's the aliens, yeah, or QAnon. I'm gonna be honest, bro. A certain conspiracy. Uh, I'm gonna put this out into the universe because I want to manifest it. But the next big guest that I truly want to have on here is Buzz Aldrin, second man on the moon. He was there when the first man did step on the moon. And I'll be honest, if he came on, I would give him a very respectable interview. And I would ask him fucking legit questions. I wouldn't press him on shit he doesn't want to be pressed on. But I would also ask some cool questions and get some good Good, con- good content out of it, but I would make it a respectable interview. So Buzz Aldrin, if you're listening to this, or if someone is one or two or three degrees away, help me get Buzz Aldrin on here. Y'all motherfuckers know how good I am at interviewing. Go watch the Scott Walters uh, podcast. Go watch the Stacey Wright podcast. I'm going to ask the fucking best questions. I'm going to get the best answers, but more importantly, I'm going to be respectful and give a fucking great interview. All right? Is that too much to ask for? Let me get the second man on the moon here in the podcast. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to manifest that shit. It's going to happen. We're entering the age of Aquarius where anything is possible. On that note, we should get out of here. See you guys next Saturday. Peace out. Peace.